the moment we understand that our intelligence, our creativity, our talents, our ideas, our f- beauty, our heights, everything good in us is absolutely nothing without God. You would be humble. You bow your heads in adoration. You bow your heads in love. Just thanking him for who he is. Thank him for what he's done, what he's doing, and what he will continue to do in your life. Father, take all the glory. Take all the praise. In Jesus' name we've worshipped. Praise God. We can take our seats. Okay, so... Um, Tonight we're going to be talking about um, identity, and I've titled the message, I am. Someone say, I am. I am. Not I am. I am. (laughs) Praise God. (laughs) I am. All right. um, Ask your neighbor, who are you? Neighbor, respond. You know, I, I figured that out. That question is one of the most difficult questions to answer. I've been at, I've been at interview panels, and you know, we are sitting down across the interviewee. And, you know, we're holding the CV. And you know when you come for an interview, you're all you know, arranged and everything, and you just come and sit down. I said, oh, how are you? Fine. Hope you're okay. Hope you, found, hope you came here. You know, you found your way here. Was, ah, it was fine. So, okay, so we've seen your CV. You know, who are you? 90% of the time, my name is Truffles. I mean, if someone walks up and say who are you, there's a high probability you say my name is. But we're not asking who you are, what your name is, unless your name is a who. And not everybody's at that level. Praise God. So ask your neighbor again, who are you? Well done, sir. <laughs> Praise God. We're going to be talking about identity today. And one thing I've learned is that um, who are you is not a name. It's not the name your parents gave you. Who are you is... It's an expression, not a definition. Did you get that? Who you are is an expression, not a definition. Um, Prayer, help me with Exodus chapter 3, verse 13 to 14. Now, I'm going to start with the story of Moses. Now, Moses, beyond, I mean, for those of us that don't know, um, Moses was an Israelite who was born and raised in the house of Pharaoh. So, in essence, he grew up as an Egyptian, an Egyptian prince. Okay? Now, I suspect, I may be wrong, but that I suspect there's a high probability that he probably did not know so much about the God of the Israelites. Because then, you know, um, the, the, who God was and the traditions of God, of Yahweh as it was, then was passed on from family to family. So if Moses was raised in an Egyptian family, it's safe to say that he didn't know a lot about who Jehovah was, right? And we know then when he found out he was an Israelite, he killed, he ran away, you know. So this is years after when he was in the Midian Midianite desert. And he saw a burning bush. You know the story of a burning bush, right? 
And then Moses, so after God had said, I've called you to go and deliver my children, etc., etc. And Moses said, Behold, when I come to the Israelites and say to them, The God of your father's ancestors has sent me to you. And they say to me, What is his name? What shall I say to them? Next verse. God said to Moses, Can we say it together? And, he's, and he said, You shall say this to the Israelites. So, when I was much younger and I read this scripture, it sounded to me like, how dare you ask me who I am? I am who I am. What tell them I am, I am sent you? Right? And obviously God has the right to do that because I mean it's God. So, you know, studying this over and over again and in the context of this, um, of this service, you know, because the definition of something or the identity of something is based on the expression, not the name. So at that point, God, I'm probably maybe God, I said, hmm, should I tell him I'm the God that heals? Or should I tell him I'm the God that saves? Or should I tell him I'm the God that delivers? Should I tell him I'm Jehovah Nisi? Should I tell him I'm El Shaddai? Say, you know what? I am who I am. Because if you look at the next couple of chapters, the Israelites and Moses himself began to discover so many parts of God. The definition of who, in quotes, I am was, is not something that God could have told Moses in that setting. It's something Moses discovered as he experienced God from step to step. So God, Moses saw God as a merciful God along the way. He, when he spared the Israelites so many times and delivered them, he saw God as a powerful God when, you know, all the plagues in Egypt and everything. He saw God as an angry God when God said, Moses, leave these people. Let's start afresh. So I believe at the end of Moses' life, if he had, you know, I am wasn't just I am one thing. was I am a lot of things. Are you with me? Good. The problem with identity is we are so hell-bent on a name. We're so hell-bent on definition that a lot of times we actually forget the expression. So I ask you, who are you? You say, I'm a child of God. That's what every child of God will answer. What does being a child of God mean? What are the expressions of a child of God? As a child of God, what are the characteristics you are supposed to have? then I'm sure we'll probably, you know, start quoting scripture and everything. But those expressions are actually what define you as a person. Are you with me? Those expressions are what define you as a person. And in the same way God expressed himself in so many ways to Israelites, and if you know, I mean, in the Bible, you see so many references to the names that, you know, Jacob, you know, the different people gave God at different points in time. After God did something, they say, oh, we call this place this thing, the God of this, the God of that. Is this, it's the exact same way you leave footprints whenever you interact with people. It's the same way you define yourself in the eye of people. And if you do a survey with everybody in your, so call 10 people in your space from different spheres of life. So maybe call two people in church, call two people in your department who are in, also in church, but, you know, call another two people in your workplace, call two people from your family, Call two people from, you know, maybe a workplace or business or, or call, then ask all of them to define you. You know, it's possible you get 10 different definitions. Somebody will say, ah, this guy is very nice. Say, this one, nice. This is a wicked guy. 
When I ask guys they born again, then his sister home said, This one. <laughs> because in church, you may come to church and know when they are singing, I'm not singing without you, you oh, be slain. The, 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 the spirit will be boofing you up and down. But when you go home, you are the spirit that's boofing everybody. <laughs> so, who are you really? Some people have called their soul, baby. <laughs> Praise God. And it's so amazing. Like, it's, it's, really, it's really interesting. Like, when you hear so many different definitions of one person. So this guy, ah, oh, this is the nicest person I've ever seen. Eh? And another person that the guy has constantly shown pepper, or something someone has, maybe the guy has given someone breakfast. He said, this one. So, our expressions define us. And as, as, as a Christian, as a child of God, we, we, the expression we should have is what defines us as a child of God. Nothing else. So that is one problem, you know, the world, I mean, you know, the, world, the world has a lot of problems with Christians. But one problem the world has with Christians is sometimes, and I dare say this, we Christians are double, like two sides of a coin. On one hand, you know, we're prayerful and everything, you know, we're rolling in tongues, speaking in tongues, kabashing, laying hands, being laid on, everything, back at back, 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 with the Holy Spirit. But in your workplace, you're a terror. When you're on the road, you're the one that's abusing everybody. Whether you're at fault or not, you're at fault. I, I saw one video of one woman that scratched somebody's car. She didn't abuse nobody, it was the denial that was amazing. And she said she was going to church. I, I, I don't know if it's on Instagram, you guys see, but it's, I mean, we, 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 don't, we, we, we don't express what we, if we, we claim to be children of God, we don't express that. God will help us in Jesus' name. So what's your expression? Are you one thing here and something else there? On this pulpit, and you know, we have so many men of God. We have our papa, we have our mama, we have our pastors. They come here and they say, you are victorious. Everybody shout what? Amen. I prosper in all currencies. Everybody say, I prosper in all currencies. You earn in dollars this year. Everybody shout what? You build houses this year. Everybody shout what? You launch your, you launch your businesses this year. Everybody shout what? After shouting all that, amen. You go on my eat eba and dilute everything. It's one thing to actually declare. And it's good because declaration is a starting point. You say, oh, I am this. You then, you then start to express what you are declaring. You cannot say you prosper in all currency and you are here not thinking about having a brand that people outside Nigeria can pay you. Are you seeing the problem? So you gain momentum, they'll come. Say, this is, yeah, you gain momentum. This is, you say, amen, amen, amen. This way you take steps, amen. You blow, awoo, everything. Then you leave. You know, I know after all those services, you're very pumped. It's like you're, 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 you're living it, like a bouncer, you're walking on, on the air, you're mm, gingered. I know you're praying, you're, you're, you're listening to everything over and over again. You, listen, you can quote everything word for word. You listen to everything. Then you sit down and expect one angel, Kumbro, to land from heaven, flapping his wings, and will now say, Mmm, my son, my son. This, uh, the 
prosperity in foreign currency, take. You just, they've opened their account in heaven for you from GT Bank. They already filled the form. They say, take the form. This is the account. So this is where they alert to become. You just sit down in your house, eh? The hunger. <laughs> it's funny, but that's what most of us do. And that's just one example. But there are so many declarations that have come here. But we don't act out. We, don't, we, we just sit down and say, oh, that's, you, you claim to be it, but you don't express it. You claim to be it, but you don't express it. Your expressions don't, don't validate who you say you are. You're not even faking it till you make it. It's different if you're faking it and you get there. You're just there. Praise God. And having an identity is, is, is one of the best things that you can do to yourself as a child of God because if there's one thing the devil tries to attack is your identity in Christ. Your identity. Because the, the moment you understand your identity, it doesn't matter. And there's so many things that, could, that can affect your, your perception of your identity. Sin, pain, hurt, even comfort can affect your identity. You know. But if you are able to stand firm in who that, you know, the, the core of that identity as a child of God, you're able to stand firm, stand firmly, and not just say it in mouth, not just wave holy hands when it's being declared, but you then start to express those things. So if you are saying you are trusting God, that you, you, know, um, you have divine health, hallelujah, Jesus Christ has given us divine health. By his blood, we are healed. How are you expressing it? Small headache. The headache has not even finished landing. No, the headache is just the moon. You're running to Panadol. Panadol is your, is your Jesus. By, by the stripe of the Panadol, you are healed. How are you, how are you even exercising it? That's why with this, this faith journey we are on, you need to exercise. Exercising your faith is the expression. You need to continuously express, continuously exercise, continually grow, continually mold that identity. So it's not just you saying it. So your, everything around you, your existence, you as a person, you then fit into that identity properly. And nobody can doubt it. Praise God. Now, you have a purpose. We all know we have a purpose, right? You may have discovered it, may not have discovered it, but you have a purpose. So, Assuming I, okay, I mean, most of us have notebooks. Now, a notebook was created or designed for writing, right? Or drawing, or was that designed for a pencil or pen to be applied on the pages and come up with something, words or drawing or something, right? I can take a notebook and use it as fuel for my fire. Will the fire burn? I can take a notebook when PHCN has struck and fan myself. Will I feel the breeze? Are you sure? If I have plenty of notebooks and I'm trying to reach something, I can arrange all the notebooks on the ground and climb the notebooks and reach it. Will I reach there? But what is the purpose of the notebook? What? The purpose of the notebook is to be written on. That's the original purpose of the notebook. 
by this illustration, what I'm trying to make you understand is it doesn't matter how out of purpose you feel you are. Based on life experiences, based on the things that you have done when you thought nobody was looking, based on your sins, based on your, your regrets. That same notepad that I used to find myself or that I used to climb or that I used to stone somebody when you upset me, I can still write in it. Are you with me? So it's, it's not lost. It's not over. And don't let the devil tell you otherwise. Praise God. Okay, so 1 John 3, 1. Um, John was talking about how we are loved of God and we are his child. Can we read it together? 3, 2, 1, go. What an incredible quality of love that we were permitted to be named and called and counted the children of God. The children of God. So it means that I am a child of God. See, um, so when I was preparing this message, I thought about listing, okay, so what are the characteristics of being a child of God? But I, I think it would just be another, you are this and you say amen. So I want to challenge us tonight. I need to actually go and check the word. Because God's word is the manual. God's word is the manual of your, I mean, of, your, of who you are supposed to be. Okay? You know how you've, you read a particular scripture, then one day you just read it again, and you just get one, one rema, one you know, word out of it. The scripture is alive. Go and pick out who you are from the God's word. Praise God. Because you can hear it over and over again. It can be said, it can be shouted on the screen, it can be, you know, you can see it everywhere. But the, as long as you don't believe it, as long as you don't accept it, then it's never yours. It's never who you are. As a child of God, I know no matter what comes my way, I'm good. I know that I would always grow in my career. I know I will always prosper. I know that no matter how everything wants to fall, 10,000 before by my left side, 100 by I know I'm fine because I'm God's child. And when I walk through the valley of shadow of death, I will fear not because he is with me. He didn't say I will not walk through the valley of shadow of death. He said he will be with me. So my comfort is that he is with me. So these are things that as a person I have personalized. What have you personalized? Who are you? What is your I am? Are you saying something and doing something else? Are you living the life of a defeated Christian? Are you living in, are you, I mean, is life just doing you like this? And you're not making declarations, you're not saying anything, you're not doing anything. You are just there to be, you know, pushed around left and right, waved around by like, you know, like you see. Who are you? Praise God. One classical story is the story of the prodigal son. Can we open Luke 15, verse 11? Prodigal son 
it's a very popular story. I'm sure we all know it. The younger son came to the father and said, give me my share of the inheritance. As much as that was very arrogant and that was very wrong, this was somebody who, who understood his rights. He said, see, Popsy, you will buy one day. I don't want to wait for you to die. So when you die, the, what you are supposed to give me then? Just give me now. Let me just go my merry way. And the father gave him. Because, I mean, he cannot be sleeping at night and the guy just come and put a pillow on his face. So just, just take, just go, carry a while and go. And after he had messed up, you know, messed up. So, okay, this is verse. Okay, so after he went, now when he had spent everything, a severe famine, famine occurred in that country and he began to do without and be in need. So from being a very wealthy person, he became a beggar. He had to walk in with pigs. I understand that in Jewish culture then, walking with pigs, pigs were seen, were unclean. So if you are walking with pigs, you are the unclean of the unclean. So it was like the lowest of the lowest. That's what the story was trying to illustrate. And he then woke up one day and said, Omo, I will go back to my father. I will beg him to be a servant. What was, you know, that's the worst case scenario, okay? And verse 17, okay, we've gone that. So he said, verse 18 says, I will get up and go to my father, and I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in your sight. So this is what he was planning to do. Next verse. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Just treat me as one of your hard men. At least you will eat. And you eat with dignity. So of some sort. And he went, and you know the story, the father started his story from afar. He ran, hugged him. While he was still trying to talk, say the nonsense, father, I have seen, he said, bring the robe. Say, I have seen, bring the ring. Kill the fattened cow. Basically, give him back the authority. And the ring signified his authority as a son. Now, the elder brother came back, and in verse um, 29, he came back and was upset. You know, something he said. He said, look, these, um, these many years I have served you, and I have never neglected or disobeyed your command, yet you have never given me so much a, as a young goat so that I may celebrate with my friends. And the father then says, ah, what's mine is yours now. Why are we having this conversation? I was going to leave the that story like that. Then I remembered Matthew, the parable of the talents, Matthew 25. Open Matthew 25, verse 14. So you remember these were stories, these were parab- and parables, and Jesus Christ was trying to use it to express, you know, the kingdom of God is like, the kingdom of God is like. So this was another. So if the kingdom is the same kingdom of God is talking about. So if the father is the same father, true of us. Good. Now, for the kingdom of God is like a man who was about to take a journey and he called to his servants to get interested in possession. So he gave one person five talents, another person three talents, and one one talent. Now go to verse 24. See what the servant said. The one who had received one talent also came forward saying, Master, I knew you to be a harsh and demanding man, reaping the harvest where you did not sow and gathering where you did not scatter seed. So I was afraid to lose the talent and I went and hid your talent in the ground. So you have what is your own. So go back, go back to 20, 24. He said, Master, I knew you to be a harsh and demanding man. So, if this is the same master in the prodigal, sorry, the prodigal son, it should be the same master, right? Because the story of the prodigal son, we're talking of the master as a father. And in this story, we're talking to him master as a master of servants. 
Can you see what the other brother thought he was? Can we go back to the, can we go back to, um, the prodigal son, to what the other brother said? That's verse 29. Luke 15, 29. And he said, this many years I have saved you, I have never neglected or disobeyed your command because you are a harsh master. Yet you have never given me one good to celebrate with my friends because you are a harsh master. So we had a son who acted like a servant. And we had a son who was a servant in a foreign country that remembered he was a son. What I, where are you? Which is you? Who is you? What is you? I don't know how is you... <laughs> Are you the, I, so what's, what's your WhatsApp group now? Are you the son who knows he's a son? Or the son that has strayed and remembers he's a son? Or the one that is a son and forgets he's a son and acts like his servant? Because as I'm concerned, that older brother, he had a serious case of identity crisis. One, to me that all these years, he don't chop one good. <laughs> I can't believe it. One good. No, they do, uh, do barbecue. They do ram meats. Barbecue. Yeah, you say, no, that's what, all these years. I, I know the way the story made, the the story made it sound, it didn't, make, it didn't seem like a one-year thing, you know. Because he said the son had gone. And it was a lot of money. It was a wealthy person. So he had gone. He had fled joy. He had, no, after he had the money finished, because the money would have taken a while to finish. The money then finished, then he started being in want. So I'm sure before he even started working in that peak place, maybe he had done houseboy here, there, you know, he had done Mollywell work, you know, he had no comp- you know, he now found one small job. Before he then came, he said, people are taking yes. So you mean in all these years, Ram meets no hungry, this brother, brother. That's, I know, and he, 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 because he had a servant mentality, he had a serious case of identity crisis. That's why he could say this nonsense to his father. And I'm sure, you know, he would probably have said, because I know that you're a hard man. You sow where you did not reap. Just like the servant in the parable of talents was, was saying. And Father's like, ah, Kilo Shele. What? From where to where? Like, how, how can you even think this way? I am your father. Everything I have is yours. I'm sure the guy that just goes to eat ram, just go to the next first goods. Just <laughs> that night, ah, so I've been done it like this. Come here, you're dying here tonight. You're dying. Pepper soup. Praise God. Is God your father? Are you sure? Ah, okay, so he's not very, you're not very sure now. Are you sure God is your father? Do you act like God is your father? And yes, as we do. Thank you. Praise God. We need to step into the identity of what God's word says we are. That's easy. If you haven't taken anything from all the stories and the scriptures and everything I've said, take this one line. You need to consciously 
walk in the identity of who you are in Christ. And that was something Jesus Christ came to do for us. Because all that while, the Israelites had seen God as the Father. The one who had reaped where he did not sow. The one who you know, brought down the walls of Jericho. Fearful God. The God that you just sneeze in the wrong way, ground just open, swallow you and your family. And Jesus can say, hey, guys, yes, God is all of that. But God is your father. So you're not the one to be afraid of God. <laughs> you're not the one to be worried that, you know, ground open and swallow you up. Or, you know, maybe you just be sleeping, your house just divided into two. The pool that's in your house just fall inside. It's all goes back. That's not for you. Because you are a child of God. You are a son. You are a heir in God's kingdom. And Jesus Christ came to give us, return that authority to us. So who are you? It's easy to say I'm a child of God. What does that even mean to you? Are you living like the son? Or are you living like the servant? Food for thought. Because a servant would beg, a servant would be fearful, a servant would think that he can't slaughter one goat out of a head of many to celebrate with his friends. A servant would be too afraid to make progress with the talent God has given him. A servant would think that because he committed a sin, Five years ago, he's still guilty of the sin now. That God's righteousness doesn't cover him. A servant would think that because he or she had gone through a trauma as a child, it has scarred you for life, and there's nothing and there's no one that can help you. And you know, you are meant to be miserable because that's how you were created. A servant will think that prosperity is not for them. That it's for a select few. Praise God. Are you a servant or are you a child of God? During um, the month we were dealing with pray, prayer, how to, um, how to pray, something particular kept hammering on is the fact that you have access. You have access. You can go on your knees and talk to God as your father. Your pastor, your HOD, your ministers, nobody, nobody has direct number. Because I'm actually think that there's one quick dial that would just dial God. God just ask. Pastor Jethro has prayed. Answer Pastor Jethro first. Leave him, make her. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. God is faithful to all. And then he say, for God so loved Mark. Say, for God so loved the world, and you are in the world. So, for God so loved who? Ah, no, it's my, you call your name now. You, you, didn't get, you didn't catch it. For God so loved who? Mark. That he gave. 
what that means is, I don't care about you. I don't care about what you think. But I know that God loves me. So you may not agree that you, you may not agree that God loves you. You may not even agree that God loves me. But your agreement no concern my own understanding. I know that God loves me. I know that He loved me so much He sent Jesus to die for me. What more could He have given? What more could He have given? So even if I had, even if I was not sure of my identity. Even if I'm not sure of anything, I'm, I'm, I'm aware that I'm loved by a God. Not just a God. I'm loved by the God. Capital G, capital O, capital D. In fact, it does anything higher than capital letters. We are what we used to be writing God. So, uh, it seems to baffle me when some people are chatting. And then when I say, oh, God said, you're putting small G. I say, now fire. Is it wood? Is it the God? Is it the wood? I visit this God, the same God we're serving. Is the God of all creation. And the moment, I mean, when you try to understand the, how the depth of who God is, the width of what he represents, when you try to understand how vast God is, which I'm sure you will never really understand, but when you try, then you'd understand what it means for that, 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 that being to call you his son. When you understand that, that that's some, there's some servant behavior that will leave your body. Beggy, beggy prayer will come out. You have dignity. Because we, we come to church, we pray everything, but after service, you are going looking for somebody. Sorry, uh, hi. Um, can I see you? I'm, I'm, what happened? Uh, it's like this, it's really one line, the same line they always use. Somebody invited me to church. And the person, I can't see the person. I don't have transport. There is a dignity that comes with being the child of a king. Okay? Now, this is not to make anybody feel any, any, any certain way. But there's a dignity that comes with being the child of a king. There's no other way of saying it. If you understand who you are, see, you, you'd... I mean, we've heard the story of, um, um, Pastor K has shared the story a lot of times of when he was going for Bible school and he was walking, you know, he didn't have transport money and he was walking. And he kept walking until a bus miraculously, he was coming from Bible school, sorry, and the bus was just parked on the road and he just, he was walking with somebody and just went and asked the person, where are you going? The person going, he said, where would they go now? Free ride. Why, why didn't he stop and beg people on the road? Say, ah, sorry, I just need 10 kids, 10 naira to complete my transport. Because he could have done that. And somebody would have probably given him without even thinking about anything. So, oh, I've been walking from uh, Winners. It's very far. I'm going to, where I'm going is very far. Please. But there's a dignity in being a child of a king. Identify with that dignity. Identify with that persona that is the child of a king. And don't stray from it. Because you can't choose to be a child of a king today then you come out and do servant tomorrow and come out and be doing child of king. All the angels are looking at you like this. Very turn, the left. You go again. You do it again. You say, I want to address this guy. You, you, you are confusing the host of heavens. Pick one. If you want to be servant, do servant. If you want to be child, do child. You are confusing everybody. Because as a child, they are, as a child of God, there are certain benefits that come with being a child of a king 
of thinking. And as a servant of the king, you also have your own benefits, but you can never compare it with being the child of the king. So pick one. You can't, you can't, you can't be... So sometimes we're not blessed because we're not, we're not operating anywhere. You're neither cool, you're neither warm. You're neither, you're neither cool, you're neither hot. You're lukewarm. And what did God say about being lukewarm? Pick one. Tell your neighbor, pick one. Pick one. And choose ye this day. As a Christian, and as a child of God, you know when they say you are the salt of the world, there's a strength that salt has in the cooking pot that almost no ingredient can ever really have somehow. No matter how, what do you want to call it? Maggie, no, something, something, seasonal, seasoning. Uh, Arabian spice. Salt is salt. And salt will do them like this. Sit down, sit down, sit down. Oh, Maggie, sit down. Uh, Pepe, sit down. Where are you? Uh, who is that again? Eh, 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 who is that? Eh, Corey, sit down. We're not mates here. When I'm talking, you just keep quiet. There's a dignity that salt has. And that was what was this describe who we are, right? You are the salt. Put your head up. Be bold. Be courageous. Stand strong. Stand firm. In whatever, face of whatever adversity that comes your way, look at it. Look at it, look at it very well. You may not have the answer, but just stand. Someone say stand. Stand first. Praise God. We are what God says we are, but we need to believe what God says we are so that we can actually be it. So we're going to spend one minute because that's the only time we have left. We're going to just declare. Don't say what you want to be. Declare what you believe you are. Declare what you believe you are. I am a child of God. I am blessed. I prosper. In my workplace, I prosper. In the home front, I prosper. I'm a man of means. I have divine health. Everything that I touch prospers. No stagnation, no loss, nothing missing, nothing broken concerning me. I will never have a better yesterday. My path will shine brighter and brighter and brighter because I'm the righteousness of God. I'm the son of a king. I'm the son of the Lord of Lords, the King of the host of heavens. I'm the son of the Lord of the angel of, of the angelic armies. I am favored in everywhere I go, everywhere I turn my eyes to, I have favor. I am not afraid because I have God. 
I have my father with me every single time, every single second of every single day. I am not worried because what can I fear when I have you, my God? I am victorious. I can never fail. I have a covenant that as David never lost the battle, so will his work with me be. So therefore, I can never, never lose the battle. The battle may seem lost, but if it's seeming lost, it means it's not over. Because I can never lose the battle. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I want to give someone here a chance to to identify with the kingdom of God. If you are here and you've either not given your life to Christ or you've lost your identity, you've lost your taste as salt, I want to take, take that step of faith and come out and let's pray with you. You feel like these great things, this everything that the Bible says we are is reserved for some set of people. I'm here to tell you that we can, you can be one of those people tonight. If you are here, can you put your hand up and just walk forward so we pray with you? In Jesus' name. Father, we thank you. Thank you for teaching us who we are. And it's so reassuring to know that we are children of the King of all kings. It's so comforting to know that we are the seed of the God who never loses a battle. The God who is always victorious. Who wins no matter what the situation looks like. The God who loves us beyond our own understanding. Father, we thank you. Thank you for being mindful of us. We walk out of this service boldened by our identity in you knowing who we are in you what we represent in you and what we are in this world and we pray that we will always remember that we are royalty in Jesus name we pray praise God